Swiss of oh! I was not ready. Ow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Make Believe Heroes. I am your dungeon master. My name is Paul, and I'm here to take you on this journey through season four. By the way, this is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't think of it. <laughs> where we play. I forgotten, forgot. This is a podcast where we play Dungeons & Dragons with each other, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons Adventure 4. For all ages for all ages for everyone family friendly and we have missed what you. does actual play mean it means we're actually playing does it mean we actually play That's i what literally it means. have a we sword. don't it actually means where we read off of a paper <laughs> we don't actually play no we play though we're actually playing if we actually played well we actually do now but we actually haven't in like a long time but is That's it true. like i've never played LARPing. so i mean you've played okay here we go <laughs> i'm joined today by my cast for season four. Wow. And we've got a couple of familiar faces. One new face, completely new face oh. and voice, I guess. I guess it's a new voice. Oh. For, he's got a new face. He had it just had it. He's just <laughs> I, ordered, yeah. It's a brand new face. So why don't we go around the table and introduce ourselves? I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjork. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogert Stonefire. Okay, now, Zach and Ezra, I need you two to fight to the death to see who goes first. Zach, go first. Okay, Zach, you can go first. I'm back, baby. He's back. I'm Zach, and I play Keeps Rocks and Socks. Zach is back and not dead. Keith, what? 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 Oh. Keeps Rocks and Socks. He said Keeps socks. Rocks and Socks. His oh. name's Chris. Yeah, Chris. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeffrey is going to hate your character. I'm Ezra, and I play Balric Night Rain. Balric Night Rain. Oh, wow. It feels like it's been so long since we uh, played Dungeons & Dragons on the reg. Uh, we are excited for this season, excited to get into all that is headed your way. I hope that you enjoyed those first two episodes. I did A little unconventional, but a really, I thought, an interesting way uh, for us to introduce these new characters. Jeffrey, you don't enjoy anything, okay? How would you know? Yep. That's true. You only enjoy things ironically. I, right? I play D and D ironically. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so before we go any further, I do want to take just a moment because we're back, baby. We're back, and <laughs> it's time <laughs> to get back to reading those five star reviews baby, from come back. all of you. And if you want to have your five star review read on the show, then go to iTunes or wherever podcast reviews are held. Just ask. Such as Podchaser. I don't know if you've heard of Podchaser, but Podchaser is a new up-and-coming podcasting tracking site where you can leave reviews and you can interact with people. Uh, you should check it out. We're on there. So go to Podchaser and check us out, NBH Podcast on Podchaser. Well, Annie can be there. I hope so. Anyway, so we do have a review. This one was written in January. This isn't necessarily in the order that they were given to us. Uh, but we're going to read this one. This one comes from Oryx the Taken King, and it's entitled... Uh-oh, I forgot. No, I'm sorry, Oryx. This one was actually requested specifically at the oh very top. The title of the review is... Let Jeffrey read it. Please have Jeffrey read this. Oh. I'm assuming that he wants you to kind of yell the all-caps oh parts. So. Y'all go ahead and prepare yourselves. I'm in. I love it. This? So this is Orcs the King, also known as GTSP on the Discord, also known as Greg. Are you ready, Greg? Greg. 
Are you ready for this review? Um, I'm ready. No. The review is titled, Please Have Jeffrey Read This, by Oryx the Taken King. Mm-hmm. This is a Dungeons and Dragons five-star review where I review a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> podcast that y'all play with each other sometimes and mine. <laughs> <laughs> and mine. Okay. My fiance got me into this show and I love it. The quality is high, the story is compelling, the characters are dynamic and relatable. And Manumi is a world I want to spend time in. I'm constantly laughing out loud while also having my heart broken when Paul does bad things wow. to people. Oh my goodness. I also appreciate the clean content, <laughs> being a Christian myself, and the references to church song. <laughs> Don't ever stop. We love y'all. Spaghetti! 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 Wow. Uh, thanks, Greg. Oryx. Uh, GTSP. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry for hurting people. You should be. He's not. Congratulations. You should be. He's got a, he's got a poster that says, I'm not sorry for hurting people. It's what I My do. My name's Paul. Okay. I hurt people. Oh, it's okay. his favorite pastime. Okay. He's a villain. He hates people. But you know what we're here to do today? Play Dungeons and Dragons. And we are going to hop right into it. But before we do, there's something we need to take care of. Something that we haven't done in a while. And... Uh, <laughs> It involves a large D20. I actually wanted to roll my new one. I've got a new extra big D20. It's this, this wooden what the one. Heck? I'm going to stick with the blue because, you know, we don't want to break tradition. Don't Here we break go. tradition. Eight. Eight. That is an eight. So with an eight, I don't know if that's good or bad for you. Maybe it's kind of like right down the middle. I don't know. Let's find out. Kjorg. Yeah? It's early. It's early morning, you have been asleep, taken a long rest, and you've been on the road for a while. You and your traveling companion, Juniper, have been on the road traveling for quite some time. Uh, you've been traveling north now for some days since you left the camp of the Rorag Gook clan through the drylands, and you've made it north of the drylands. You've been making good time. You're trying to make it to Dimmerhold by the date that was appointed on the invitation that you received. So you guys have been trying to make good time. You've got your horses, you've been traveling, and you are in the Glimmerdale Forest. You are north of Nordentown. You guys didn't go through Nordentown, kind of skipped around it, but you guys have made it deep into the forest and you believe, according to Juniper's instruction, that you all should make it to the gates of Dimmerhold by the end of the day. You've made good time, nothing really eventful to speak of on the road, and you and Juniper have been catching up a bit. She's told you about her time since the two of you were together there at Sylvandale, given more details about how she came to work for the master of Sylvandale, how she came to Dimmerhold, and how she had asked specifically for the opportunity to deliver this invitation to you. So I just need to know, like on this trip, while you've been traveling together, has Kjorg have you explained to her anything that uh, had happened? Like you mentioned, or it was mentioned when you met about you meeting Paylor, and uh, she's now working for Hope and Kel. How much has Kjord told her? Probably everything. He don't care. So he's told her about Paylor and the Unchained and uh, the Crooked Father and Hope and Kel being a silver dragon, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. He's told her all of it. Luckily, she is a sleeper spy, and now I have all of the information that I need to destroy you. No, I'm just kidding. That's fine. <laughs> Kjorg's like, yeah, it's all good. 
Kjorg, are you first awake in the morning or Juniper? Kjorg. Okay, you wake. You guys have a traveling tent that you've used to stay warm because it is very cold where you guys are right now like it's frigid cold i'm assuming you probably had a fire outside last night and the sun has risen it's bright and early Georg, you wake and juniper is still curled up in her bedroll asleep what do you do wake up oh goodness uh oh good morning Georg. uh did you sleep well Georg? uh yes uh Goodness. Um, is it morning already? No. Jork. What, what yes, are you it's time to go. Uh, yeah. Um, get, uh, we should me. be there already. Oh, right, right. Well, we've made really good time, Jork. I've told you, we've made really good time. We're... I know. I'm, I'm just ready to fight. I'm just really tired. I don't know. I just. We should, uh, yeah, we should, we should get going. Um, here, uh, if you'd like, you just take care of the horses. I'll get all of this ready. Sure. So you go and set about getting the horses ready. They're tied up nearby. You all had a small fire near the horses to keep them warm and also like a big tarp up from the direction of the wind to kind of shield them from that because it is very cold. The ground is covered in snow. Not only is the ground covered in snow, but the trees are covered in snow and with ice. Juniper has informed you that around this time of year, these trees will basically be coated with ice until the end of the winter season. Uh, and these trees, they just, they can survive it. Who's made for the cold weather? The trees of Monumi. Should we put uh, snow hooves on these horses? Uh, you mean like shoes? Snow shoes? Snow shoes. Is that a thing? We have any, we have any chains? Uh, no, I don't. And, and after what you told me about those unchained folks, uh, I'm not interested in any chains anymore, you know? So, anyhow, we should probably get going. Um... If you're ready, and you turn around, and she's already gotten the tent like rolled up quickly. You're used to it by now. She has magic and incantation that can easily kind of put all this stuff together. She hops onto her small horse, a pony, you might call it. Do you climb atop your emaciated horse? Yes. Okay. You all begin to uh, head north? I head south. You all begin to head northeast. You all have taken... Uh, you know, a little bit of a piece off Weast. from the road just to set up your camp for the night because along the road you have run into a number of people who seem to be mostly traveling north toward Dimmerhold. But as you all have set up a camp, you've stepped aside away from the road just so that no one would you know, necessarily see you or sneak up. So you guys start to head north and east, slowly making your way back toward the road. But as you get onto your horses, basically just no sooner than you get onto your horses and begin to move, the wind starts blowing pretty hard. Like, really hard. Thank you. Thank you for the sound effects. It's actually pretty good. Really. Like, the wind is really blowing. It's, it's blowing harder than you guys have seen this whole time. So ever since you guys have gotten to a certain place along the road, there seems to be a constant snowfall. It's not a heavy snow, but there's always snow in the air. But as the, I love the snow. But as the wind begins to pick up, you notice that the snow is beginning to fall a bit harder. And before you know it, there is a heavy snow. And the wind is blowing strongly. And it is, I mean, in the span of moments, it is turning into a blizzard. You guys haven't even been able to find the road yet. 
and suddenly you are in a pure whiteout blizzard. Uh, Kjorg, can you see anything? Of course. What do you see? White. <laughs> yeah, um, yes, Kjorg, I mean like the road. Or... Um, yes? You see the road? Yes. Okay, follow the road. I'll follow you. I can't see anything. Okay. Open your eyes. George, you don't see the road. What are you... Are you just telling her yes? I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Okay, so do you take the lead? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kjord, you are taking the lead. You come up in the front. You can see her horse. And you can see her. Her bright hair blowing in the wind. And, and she's got her hood pulled up over her head. And, of course, her, her thick glasses kind of help protect her eyes a little bit. But she's um, just trying to keep her horse as near to yours as you can. Your horse seems freaked out because it can't see anything. It's neighing and making noises, whinnying. It's still going forward as you urge it to do so, but it is now moving very slowly. And by the way, are you wearing anything extra? Do you still have that bear pelt? Of course. So are you wearing that maybe? Yes. You ripped the sleeves off of it, didn't you? Probably. Okay, so you got naked arms? Yeah, I'm sure I did, yeah. Okay. Why not? It's freezing cold. It's frigid. The wind is like... I live for the pain. It's like needles on your arms as you're going forward. I love it. You're pressing forward, you're pressing forward, moving, and Juniper, every once in a while, she'll just call out, Kjord, can you see anything up ahead? Uh, yeah. What do you see? Um, snow. Thank you, Kjord. <laughs> you don't see trees until you're really close to them. Like, you know, you can kind of see the forms and shapes of things, but this is the thickest snow you've ever seen, and you're getting wet with the snow sticking to you and starting to melt, and it's actually starting to kind of freeze. There are flecks of ice on your arms, and it's becoming very difficult for you to travel. The wind is blowing, but your ears have kind of acclimated to that. It's not blowing so hard now that it's just a, a really loud roar of wind or anything like that. It was at first because it was blowing in this blizzard, but the snow hasn't slowed down at all, even though the wind has slowed down just a little bit so that you and Juniper are able to communicate a little bit easier and you're just riding forward. Juniper will call out to you every few minutes, but you guys are just crawling along, and you're beginning to wonder just how long it is that you can keep this up. And it's at that moment that you hear a strange sound. It is a long howl. What was that? Huh? What was what was that? Did you hear that, Kjork? Yeah, was that you? No, Kjork. It sounded like a wolf. Oh. You hear it again, a long howl. Which way is it coming from? Ahead of you, like north. Um. Juniper comes up beside you with her pony, and she pulls from uh, a pocket uh, inside of her cloak this stone. It's a bright pink stone, probably about, I don't know, four inches across and it's got a sharp point on one end and the rest is kind of rounded off. It's like a circle, but one end has a point on it, like one side has a point onto it. And she says a small incantation and it glows and it moves in her hand. This, this stone will point us north. So if we follow it, it should take us to the road eventually or, or toward Dimmerhold. And is it just me or does it sound like there's howling coming from that direction? There's definitely howling coming from that direction. What should we do? Should we go back? Why would we do that? What do you do? 
Well, are we going north or not? I'm following you, Kjorg, whatever you think. I thought you said it would point us north. Yes, it's pointing us north, yes. That's north. Let's go. You take off into the storm, and you hear another howl. Chris. Hello. Chris Kringle? You're inside a long underground tunnel heading uh, northeast-ish. You, along with your two traveling companions, Zinx and Zalbar, are just walking along this dark tunnel. It is smoothly carved out, uh, and you have your package along with you that Zalbar is carrying, the little suitcase on rollers, if you will. You all continue forward. What are you doing? I guess we're just making, like, plans for when we get to Dimmerhold, like, talking which way we're splitting up. Um, Okay, so let's talk about that. So, Chris, when we do arrive, you want me to still keep this adamantine with me? Mm, Probably not. I'll probably take that once we get there. And you have the contact we're supposed to meet to deliver it? Yeah. I know the guy. You think we can coat my bones with that? All right, well, um, are you sure about this whole gauntlet thing? I've never been more sure of something in my life. Leave him be, Zalbar. He'll do really well. He's going to do great. He's going to get wrecked. I'm just saying, realistically, has a gnome ever won the Gauntlet of the Moon? I'm just saying, realistically, have I ever been the gnome to participate? Well, I would assume not because you're still alive. <laughs> I hope you fall out of the drill on the way. Yeah. <laughs> You all continue walking along, chatting about all that you're uh, going to have to be doing when you get up there. Zalbar continues to complain, as he's been doing this whole time, about the fact that when you did arrive, you had to wait a full half hour before taking off down the tunnel after the people before you, so that you're all leaving the secret exits at different times, so that no one would suspect anything strange or anything abnormal, right? Finally, as you are coming along, you see ahead of you, uh, the light begins to shine down the tunnel towards you. Light begins to shine. So as you're walking and you see the light ahead, Zalbar pulls this slate tablet uh, out from his pack and he uh, taps it with his fingers and these lines appear all over it, the lines made of light. This is our map. We should be able to see our way. I hope it's not too cold out there. I'm just not really a big fan of the cold. Zalbar, are you a fan of anything? Yes, uh, the warm. <laughs> then stay in Rune Rock next time. As you're saying that and you guys continue to walk forward, you are hearing a, a sound, a loud sound that's kind of reverberating through uh, the tunnel toward you. You start to hear a, a loud sound, and as you all approach the end of the tunnel, there is a staircase that goes up, and there's a hidden exit that you have to push up and crawl out of but even with the cover over the top with the light shining down through it through these slits and holes you can hear a very loud sound and what it is is it's the sound of the wind just i mean howling out there it is blowing so hard it it sounds like a a windstorm going on outside you come to the top of the steps and zinx steps up and lifts the lid and you can all just kind of peek your heads up and look out, and you see 
solid wall of white snow. I mean, it is coming down an absolute blizzard out there. Um, is there a way I can, like, create a fireball in my hand and see if I can, like, start walking and be able to see? So it's not dark. I know. I was going to try to, like, melt the snow coming down. I don't know. As it's falling? Yes. <laughs> How are we supposed to travel through this? I don't know. It's not usually this bad by the time we get here. We shouldn't be too far from the city entrance, right? As long as we followed the tunnels the right way, you did lead us the right way, right? Of course I did. Uh, we shouldn't be but just, you know, a couple hours travel once we exit the hidden passageway to the gates of Dimmerhold. But this is going to be really grueling, and it looks so cold out there. Zalbar, if all you're going to do is complain, hand me the adamantine, and I'll take it myself. Come on, Zalbar. It'll be fine. Let's go. And Zinx just pushes the lid open and slips out. You follow? Can I, like, stop her and, uh, like, tie a rope to all of us so we can kind of keep up with each other? You grab her hand as she's about halfway out. Zinx, wait, just so we don't lose each other. And I kind of hand her the end of the rope to tie around her belt. I kind of just throw the rope at Zalbar. You tie the rope around your waist uh, or through your belt loop or whatever. The three of you do that so that you don't get lost. And then you head out into the snow. You do have very warm cloaks because, I mean, you were expecting to be in a wintry land. But it is freezing cold out there. You're immediately thrown into a just a blizzard. I mean, it's a white-out blizzard. You can barely see, if it weren't for Zalbar and his tablet, which also indicates the cardinal directions then you would not be able to follow this path and be making your way even any closer to Dimmerhold. The snow is up to almost your waists as gnomes. I mean, you guys are trudging through it, and it is a very difficult. I'm actually going to need you to make me a constitution saving throw. I don't like being the first roll. Oops, you die. Zinx rolled a 19. Mine is also a 19. Zalbar also rolled a 19. Yes! That's weird. They are twins. Oh, uh, yeah. So they rolled the same thing. Uh, they actually, they didn't roll a 19, but that was their, that was their right. modified roll. Is it a boy and a girl? Yeah, two twins. Zinx and Zalbar. Are they your siblings? No. So you guys are actually handling it better than you might think. Um, you're, maybe you're somewhat naturally disposed to the cold, even though Zalbar doesn't like it. <laughs> this really sucks. Zalbar, will you shut up before I let your sister go at you? You all continue to press through, but like I said, you're having trouble. It is, the snow is very deep. It's way worse than anything that you have ever encountered on your previous trips to Dimmerhold, Chris. And as you're pressing through and wondering how long you guys can actually do this, you hear something. It's a howl. I don't like it. Uh, Chris, what was that? Uh, it was a howl. Um... I don't like the sound of that, Chris. Do you think I enjoy it, Zalbar? Zalbar pulls an implement from his back pocket. Are there wolves out here, Chris? Nah. Unless there's another animal that you know that makes that noise. You hear another howl, this one much closer. Werewolves. Okay, everyone stop, and then I'm just going to get ready for a fight. What do you do? I guess I'm going to grab my sock off my quarterstaff, like untie it to where I can get mm -hmm. to my stones. Yes. Um, wow. Then, <laughs> am I allowed to cast a spell or should I wait till combat to 
I mean, you can you can cast a spell, but what spell are you wanting to cast? I was going to throw on Mage Armor. Oh, no, yeah, you can go ahead and do that now. You cast Mage Armor? I cast Mage Armor. So you cast Mage Armor on yourself. How does it look when you do that? What do you do? I pull out a gray stone from my sock. I kind of, like, smack it against my chest. It's almost like rock armor, just kind of... It's magical, so it's kind of, like, transparent, but it kind of mm-hmm. just covers my body. Okay, so as this sort of magic armor spreads out across your body, Zinx turns and says, Should we go back? And the moment she does, something comes flying out of the air around you and crashes into her. And it is a large, white-furred wolf. Let's roll initiative. I love this. I love this so much. It's a wolf. Fifteen. They're going to go on yours. So, uh, Zalbar and Zinx are. All right, so the one wolf who leapt forward out of the wind, latching onto Zinx's shoulder, or at least trying to, it collided into her and is now going to try and latch onto her shoulder, is going to roll to bite her. And because of pack tactics, this thing is going to have advantage. Wow, it rolled very terribly twice. It misses, so it does collide into her, but it actually just kind of knocks her over to the side a little bit, and it's, it misses its attempt to bite down on her. Trash. And it stops. Here's the problem. You can only see 10 feet in front of you. Okay. Anything beyond that is disadvantage. Noise. You and Zalbar and Zinx are all tied together with a rope, and so you are trapped within five feet of each other. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, unless you cut it loose, which you could do, but... You guys are all surrounding each other, and this wolf has jumped on and tried to bite your friend Zinx. Are you in the middle, by the way? Yes, I'm in the middle. Okay, that's what I was thinking. This wolf comes leaping through the snow, covered in white fur, and it lands after, like, knocking into her and turns facing you guys, and it is your turn. What do you do? Okay, so I can see that one wolf. That's it, right? Yes, that's all you see right Uh, now. I'm going to firebolt it. Okay, roll me an attack roll. <laughs> That's probably not good. Oh, dude, I have a plus eight. Okay, 18. I rolled an 18. That is a hit. So go ahead and roll me the Dimaggio. And for you, a firebolt does what? 2d10? 2d10. Okay, go ahead and roll it. <laughs> it's a max 20. Oh, boy. Uh, it's a big firebolt. <laughs> you light this thing on fire. It winds and runs around for a second and then lets out like a howl and falls over dead. Noise. Zinx turns to you. Thank you, Chris. Then another wolf comes running out of the whiteout snow toward her from behind, and it tries to latch onto her shoulder. I'm tired of that. What's that? Uh, that's the 20. That's a natty 20. (laughs) That's a natty 20. This wolf leaps through. Put those Zelda dots away, boy. Lands on her knocking her down and then just bites deeply into her shoulder for a total of 12 damage onto her shoulder. 12 shoulder damage. She cries out in pain. Zalbar goes, Zinx, no! And then you hear another howl. A deep, long howl. And then not running, not in a rush, stepping out from the white wind around you comes this enormous wolf. It is probably five feet tall, standing on four legs. It's taller than you, much taller than all of you. And it has eyes locked on you, Chris. Noise. 
it steps forward, and then as it gets closer, it leaps towards you, and it is going to try and bite you real hard on the shoulder, or just wherever it can get you. Okay, he did not do great. Let's see what it is. A 13. That's a miss, right? Yeah, that's a miss. He jumps forward towards you, uh, but I guess maybe because he's so much taller than you or whatever, he actually misses. I knew being short had benefits. Then, a smaller one comes running up to your right, and it is going to leap and try and bite you as well. This one is a 17. Okay. This one's smaller. This one isn't nearly as big as the one that tried to get you. What do you do? Do you mm-hmm. let it? You gonna let it happen? Or you gonna? I'll probably just take the hit. Okay. So for this one, he he does hit you. He's gonna hit you for a couple defaults. Ah, oh, that's not too bad. He hits you for seven damage, piercing oh, no. damage. And actually, I'm gonna need you to make me a strength saving throw. Oof. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, it's a three. Okay, you are knocked prone. It jumps onto you and knocks you down right in front of the big boy. I don't like that. The big boy. Kjord. Hey. You hear, along with the sounds of these howls, some people yelling out ahead of you. Did you hear that, Kjord? Yes. Sounds like there's some people up there. Let's go. Take off? Yes. Go faster? Yes. Okay, you guys are riding forward, and Juniper behind you actually is going to pull out an implement from her side, a stone implement, and she is going to cast a spell that sends forward this wall of wind like a blast in front of you guys. And when she does that, it is going to send all of the snow that's in front of you at the moment that's falling, this bright white out of snow, it's going to send it bursting out as you guys are rushing forward and you hear the cries of someone in need and you hear the howling of this wolf and it's just going to send the snow out like a wave and when it does, you see the scene ahead of you. You see four wolves surrounding three gnomes Two of them are now on the ground being bitten by two of the other wolves. There is one very large wolf, one smaller wolf, and another gnome still standing. What do you do? I contemplate who are the good guys in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what conclusion do you come to? I attack a wolf. Okay, which one? Big wolf. Okay. Jump. Okay, you ride the horse forward and you are leaping toward this gigantic wolf. And as the wall of wind hits it, blowing all the snow back for just a moment, and then it's quickly going to come back on you, you lock eyes with this enormous white furred wolf. And its eyes are dark, but they look intelligent. It's weird. What do you do? Hey, you intelligent wolf. What you gonna do, boy? I'm gonna attack him. With? My mace of smiting. So you're leaping off of your horse, flying toward this wolf, wielding a mace of smiting in your hand. Roll me an attack roll. Okay, that would be a dirty 20. That's a hit, my boy. 5 plus 6, 11 damage. Okay, so you bring the mace down right on to the shoulder of this wolf. So when I jumped off the horse... Uh Uh-huh. I come at him, sort of like a pile drive motion, but with the mace. Like down? Down on his face. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so you crash it right into his face, and some of that white fur is marred by red blood. What do you do then? You have another attack, don't you? Yes. I want to attack him again, of course. Uh-oh. You want to guess what it is? Is it a nat one? 
it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you crash the mace down into his face, but when you do, you slip on the snow, and you wipe out, sliding toward him. Very nice. And he is going to take an attack of opportunity upon you and see if he can snap at you while you're sliding under him. He also rolls a natural one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so he, like, snaps at you and, like, slips and falls on his side. So you're both, like, on the ground, prone beside one another, like, <laughs> trying to scramble to get up. We spoon. And it <laughs> is now... I'm the big spoon. Chris, you are on the ground, yep. and this wolf has, has knocked you prone. It is standing over you. What do you do? I ain't no coward. I'm going to firebolt it while it's in my face. Okay. Uh, that's a 17. That's a hit. <laughs> that's 13. Okay, and which one are you attacking? You're attacking the one that, that attacked the you? The one that's on top of me, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, another firebolt, you said? Yeah. You kill it dead. It also is engulfed in flames. Oh, yes. At that moment, Zinx is actually going to rise up, and she is going to pull a short sword from her waist, and then she is going to try to drive it up toward the wolf. Uh, that's bit her on the shoulder. Okay, so she actually does hit. And she's going to roll damage, see how she does. Okay, so she hits it for seven damage, stabbing upward toward it. And it howls as blood comes squirting out. Then, seeing his sister in uh, danger, Zalbar yells out, Zinx, look out! And he is going to try and also blast this thing with a cantrip. Blast it! Following your lead. <laughs> and cast a firebolt at it himself. That's a poop roll. Poop poop. Uh, that is like a nine, so he misses. Nine. His firebolt goes off wide, and he misses, unfortunately. Now it's the big white wolf's turn. He rolls over and stands to his feet, growl, and he is going to lunge at you, Kjorg, while you're still trying to get up from the floor. How big is he? He's large, about five feet tall. Oh, okay. Oh, he rolling that 20. That's not fair. Okay, here it comes. Take 23 damage. 23? He bites down hard. That's a lot of damage. Onto your arm. The arm that's holding the mace. And I need you to make a DC 14 strength saving throw, or else you're going to drop that mace. Strength? Yeah, 14. Uh, it's 15 total. 7 plus 8. That'll do it. So you manage to hold on to it, but his teeth, I mean, they dig deep into your arm. But just then you hear something, and it is a familiar voice yelling out, Let him go! And then this ball of glowing energy comes flying out of the snowy white all around you. It is blue, looks kind of like lightning and oh yeah it's joe this uh this rolling ball of blue lightning crashes into the side of the big wolf as juniper hits him with a chromatic orb oh uh, yeah oh uh, yeah the lightning crashes into it for 22 lightning damage it howls did juniper just waste a third level chromatic orb on Waste? I didn't mean waste. She's, Did she burn? Uh, she's saving her man. I didn't. What I, are you talking about? I didn't mean waste. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Yes. She just slams this uh, orb, this chromatic orb, into it, and just I mean wrecks him. 
And now it is Kjorg's turn. Kjorg, you're prone. You've been bit real hard. But your friend Juniper just uh, just zapped that wolf pretty good. You got that mace in your hand. What do you do? I stand up and try to uppercut his chin with the mace. Go ahead, and uh, I'm actually going to give you advantage on this attack roll. 22. That is a hit. And that's 10, 10 total damage. Okay, so you do bring your mace up into his face for 10 total damage. Uh, he is looking bloodier all the time. Then what? Then I try to jump on him and choke him out. Well, as in, like, non-lethally? No, I'm going to choke him to death. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. I'm fine with it. We'll just do... Uh, we're going to do a grapple check, so it's strength v. strength. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was considered an attack or what. It's an action, but it's okay. We're just going to roll with it. I don't I don't really care. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Because you do get an extra attack on an attack action, and you're not... You're not really trying to hurt him right now. I don't really know what you're trying to do. <laughs> trying to choke him to death. Give me that uh, athletics. Mm, that is a not good. That is 11. Okay, he got a 21. Oof. Uh, so you jump onto his back and try to choke him out, and he actually slings you off. Now, you, you don't like fall on your back or anything, but he is easily able to shake you off. He is eyeballing you with, uh, with hunger. So that is the end of your turn. Uh, the small wolf, the one that got stabbed by Zinx, is going to try and bite her again. Ooh, and he does. He bite her. He bites her for eight damage. She is going to try and stay up. She does. She manages to stay up on her feet. Uh, this time, pushing back. She's got her sword in her hand now, so she is feeling the blood pumping in her head as she fights back against this thing. And now, Chris, it's your turn. There is a small wolf over there still attacking your friend Zinx. There's a big one attacking this very large half-orc that has entered the fray. Okay, so I can see big wolves. Oh, yes, you can see them all. You, you it's, all, it's all very close to each other. It's worked so far. We'll just run with it. I'm going to throw a fireball at Big Wolf now. At the Big Wolf? Yes. Okay, go ahead. How, how much damage does those normally do? What, a firebolt? It's 2d10. It's 2d10. Would you like to vocalize? He wants you to hit it harder. No. You don't want it to hit it? Are no. you afraid that I'll hit you? No. No, he doesn't want you to kill it. He wants to kill it. That's what it is. Oh, no, no. Well, that too, but can I like jump in the way? Of the fire? Mm-hmm. Can we just scratch this and I'll attack something else? No, because that's <laughs> table talk. We're going to play it out in character. Uh. You're going to shoot it with a fireball. Go ahead and roll a fireball. Okay. <laughs> it's a 15. A 15. Uh, yes. That is a hit. Georg, are you saying you want to jump in between the fireball and the... Yeah. And you want to take the hit? Yeah. Okay, you <laughs> oh jump between this gnome and the wolf. Yes. Okay, you, you swing over taking the firebolt in the back. How much is it? 16. You take 16 fire damage. Why? That's what I'm thinking. I don't want him to ruin that pelt, bro. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. He wants the pelt. Wow. Okay. I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry. Do you say anything? Ah, oh, don't ruin this pelt. It's perfect. What is this idiot doing? Are you kidding me right now? He just did all that. <laughs> because he wanted to take a wolf pelt. He wants to save the pelt. Wow. Kjorg would definitely take 16 damage for a nice uh, wolf pelt. Okay. Is that the end of your turn, Chris? 
I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Zinx takes her sword, brandishing it in both hands, rolls a nat 20 on this bad boy. Oh! She lops the head right off kill it. of that little wolf that's trying to kill her. Boy. Zalbar runs over quickly to Zinx, pulling a vial from his waist and begins administering it to her cuts, healing her. And then it is Big Boy's turn again. Big Boy is angry. Is that cured? Big Boy is growling. He's gonna kill me. <laughs> and Big Boy says, Orc, you have come here to die. What? Not today. You will feed my children. Yorick says, wait a minute. Did you just talk? The wolf opens its mouth, howling, and out from its mouth comes a blast of freezing wind. That's illegal. I need you and Chris and Juniper to make me a DC 12 dexterity saving throw. Dex? Yes. Juniper got a 14. I got a 16 plus 3, not 10. Okay. And Chris? Uh, 14 plus 2, so 16. Okay. Everybody succeeded, so you're all going to take half damage. Yay! So I rolled 14, so you're all going to take 7 damage. So this icy cold wind, which is funny because you're already an icy cold wind, comes blowing out and it just freezes across your skin and it burns. It's like a burning ice for 7 damage. Yum. And uh, now, grinning at you, he steps towards you, Kjord, and it's your turn. My turn? Yeah. Attack! It's an 18 plus 9. Hit. That is 10 damage. Okay, you strike him in the head. For 10 damage, he stumbles back a couple feet, shaking his head, looking disoriented. What do you do? I flurry another blow at him. Do it. Mm, that is a 10 total. No, 11 total. 11 is a miss. Mm. You swing wide with the second one. You do have an offhand. You could spend a bonus action to make a weapon attack with one of your other weapons. I want to punch him with my other hand. Okay, roll it. That is an 18 plus 8. Okay, and your your uh, melee attack does how much damage? Six. Six. Six damage. You punch it in the face for six damage. Then Juniper comes stepping up beside you, and she reaches forward, and she puts a hand on the head of this thing. Uh-oh. And when she does, it is going to make a save. He dies. Oh, it failed to save. He got a five. Yeah. And it's going to take some damage here. Make it take a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, it takes 32 damage. Dang. Yeet. Four D10s. Rolled two tens and two sixes. Wow. And this thing howls screaming as these loud, just painful noises bounce around all inside of its mind. You see blood come trickling out its ears, and it falls over dead. Wow. What, what'd she do? What'd she use? Juniper, I had that under control. I know you did, Kjorg. I was just trying to help. Well. You said you wanted to save the pelt, and, and I knew that I could do, do it like this, and, and there would be no risk of damaging the pelt. That's true. She turns and immediately walks over toward Zinx and Zalbar on the ground, making sure that they're okay. What do you do? I start cutting the pelt off. <laughs> you start cutting off the pelt. Chris, what do you do? The longer I wait, the harder it'll be. 
You said Juniper's coming over to us. She's going over to them. You're not over right next. You're, you're tied to them, but you were like pointed, still looking toward the wolf because you tried to shoot it on your last turn. So you're between uh, Kjorg and them. She she does walk towards you, yes. You say something to her when she does? Yeah, I turn towards Juniper. Is your friend an idiot? He could have killed himself over that stupid pelt. <laughs> oh, don't worry. He was fine the whole time. There was no danger. Kjorg is the people's champion. He uh, He can handle a wolf, trust me. He likes pelts. I turn away from her. Gosh, I'm so mad I could fry that thing right now while he's skinning it. <laughs> how, how are your friends? Are they okay? They probably would have been better if I could have ended that sooner. No, the wolf did not hurt your friends. It was just the small ones. Look, we heard you all in distress and we came to help. Uh, here, I can help. And she leans down and she uh, pulls out a stone and starts to cast a spell of healing on Zinks. Zalbar turns to see her there and says, uh, hello, thank, thank you, thank you for your help. She seems okay, just a, just a bite. Uh, I've administered some healing to it. I'm really mad at Kjorg, but I don't want to be mean to Juniper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you do? Thank you for your help. Your friend is still an idiot. You say to Juniper? <laughs> yeah. He's just, he, that's Kjorg. Um, his name is Kjorg. Well, you can tell Kjorg to stay out of our way. And then I kind of just try to, like, start getting all my stuff together, like, to go. I'm going to assume I didn't hear that. You didn't hear. You don't hear much. The wind is blowing really hard, and you are focused on pelt cleaning this pelt off of this wolf. Um, Juniper stands, and she turns to you, Chris. Hey, listen. We came over to, hear, to help you. Why are you so upset with us? We just have something to do. I never said help. We all have something to do, but those wolves were going to eat you. Those wolves were nothing we couldn't have handled alone. Well, your friend over here looks like she had a pretty rough time of things, she says, pointing down to Zinks. Is she dead? No, because I healed her. <laughs> he loves his friends a lot. Look, it's a we're in a stressful situation. This storm isn't getting any better. We all need to move north. We, I'm sure we did not encounter the only wolves in this area. Okay, well, we'll be heading that way. You can get Pelt Boy and uh, drag him along. And then I just kind of start rushing everyone to hurry up and leave. Okay, uh, Juniper steps over to you, Kjorg. Kjorg, um, we should probably get going. Do you about have that pelt cut off? Yeah. Why don't you give me some kind of a roll to see how good of a job you do? Oh, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> that one slices it down the middle. Just give me a roll. We'll see how it goes. What kind? Just uh, a I think, roll? I would say like just like dexterity, like a dexterity roll. Like it's, it's like sleight of hand, sort of. Okay, sleight of hand? Yeah, we can use that. Even though it's not really a sleight, it's, it's using your hands. 16 total? Okay. Yeah, you do a good job. You do a really good job. It's pretty much exactly like you would have hoped. Yes. And you get it off pretty quickly, too. Listen, Kjorg, these, um, these gnomes are, they're about to go. The one with the stick is kind of rude. I don't really understand why he's rude uh, after we just risked our lives to help them. Uh, maybe he won't be so rude when we're out of this tense situation, but I think we should probably travel at least close to them. You never know what else we might meet in this storm. Hmm. He tried to take my kill after all. No, Kjorg. I think he was just trying to kill the wolf that was trying to kill them. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not a competition, Kjorg. Well, I won, so 
They're they're almost done. <laughs> uh, we should probably go. Let's go. As you guys are getting up, Zinx runs over to where you where Kjorg and Juniper are, and she says, "Thank you for helping us." Um, oh, it's no problem. I'm the people's champion. Oh, uh, cool. I'm Zinx. Nice to meet you. Yes, good to meet you, and you're welcome. She turns to Juniper. Thank you again for uh, for healing me. And you all are starting to kind of move forward. Juniper's got your horses by the reins. And you all are starting, I'm assuming, to kind of walk north again. Yeah. As you're all walking, Zinx turns to Juniper. And she says, again, kind of a little bit more quiet, but close enough she can hear, thank you for, for healing me. And Juniper says, oh, no, 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 it's uh, it's no problem. Uh, that's, I was ha- happy to do it. I'm just, I'm glad you're okay. And... Zinx looks over like toward Chris and her brother and then she kind of looks down and then she looks over at Juniper again and she says uh this might seem a little weird but I had just I had a strange question I was wondering if maybe you might answer it uh for me Juniper kind of looks at her sidelong she says uh okay and Zinx leans over, not whispering, but talking quiet enough that no one else can hear. She says, have you ever seen the sun shine through a solid stone? And when she does, Juniper kind of looks back and then gets a big grin and gives her a wink and says, "Uh, why, yes, I have. And she, it would be hard to see in the white out that you're in and no one else sees it but she brushes her hair back pulling up her left earlobe and there's a small gnomish rune tattooed onto the skin behind her earlobe what is that and that is where we're going to end this week's episode what the heck that's illegal <laughs> so, so that was Juniper talking <laughs> to what Zinx. is Zinx. Yeah. hey Thank you guys for listening. No, thank you. Thank you for uh, tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed this episode with Kjorg and Chris. Uh, this is going to be fun. And mine. We will see you all next week. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll see some more from Mogert. Who's Mogert? And from uh, Balric Nightrain. Thank you for listening. We love you. And we will see you next time. Bye, y'all. And good night. Goodbye. Bye. Oh.